Howdy. What's going on? Thanks so much for listening to the podcast. It is heard live every day, by the way, from noon until 3 on WBT Radio in Charlotte. And if you want exclusive content, invitations to events, the weekly live stream, my daily show prep with links, become a patron. Go to the PeteCallanerShow.com. This podcast is also supported by North Carolina businesses, so please consider supporting them. Try not to skip through their short ad. Make sure you hit the subscribe button to get every episode for free right to your smartphone or tablet. And thanks so much for your support. Email is Pete at the Pete Callender Show dot com. And uh, the Twitter handle is at Pete Callender. Uh So on May 21st, 10 months ago. A light rail vehicle derailed between the New Bern and Archdale stations. In South Charlotte, a tweet from Katz called the issue a train malfunction. According to tweets. A bus bridge was in place between the, the two stations for about nine hours, from 1 p.m. until 10 p.m. And then they had to do the big investigation. NCDOT then contacts Katz, and they're like, hey, what are you doing? What's your plan? And the interim CEO, Brent Cagle, who's like an assistant city manager, who they like shipped over there after John Lewis got forced out because he was incompetent, apparently, as was apparently the, uh, the CFO, and uh, COO and whatever, like all three of the top leaders of, of cats are gone. They're all gone. And um, you got the management company that they, they did the deal with the, the workers that were going to strike. It's just been a whole big ball of poop over there at cats. If only we had an elected body to oversee the management or something. I don't know. I'm just spitballing. Let me jump over here and get uh, this Trixie. Hello, welcome to the program. That's a fake name. It's uh, the the dudes use the the name Chet, and the the ladies use the name Trixie. Hello, Trixie. Welcome to the show. Uh, this is Lillian. Oh, okay. Well, I guess you can. Uh, and I've got a possible you to be solution for cats. Oh, great! I am all about solutions. Okay, cats is talking about sending all of those cars to California. How much money is that going to take? Okay, my solution is find out who the workers are in California who can make the repairs and then find out the bolts or whatever the product that they need to use to make the repair and fly that to Charlotte and let the work be done here. I Well, that's a good idea. Almost like uh, uh, when they built the uh, the meth lab uh, under the laundromat in Breaking Bad. But, um, yeah, like you could do, yeah, you could totally do that. You can fly everybody, uh, or I guess that would be better call Saul. You could fly everybody out. I don't know, though, do you need like a really big, like do you need a place to do the work? Do you need machinery that, that I don't know. Yeah, like like if you're gonna put if you're gonna put the train up on jacks, right? You're gonna lift it up so you can get underneath the train and do the work. Maybe you need some special kind of jack system. Well, yeah, I don't know, but I like where I like the way you're thinking, Lillian. I appreciate the call. Okay, thanks. Thank you. Bye. Yeah, I like the way that's uh, out of the box right there. Instead of sending 42 light rail cars to California, I mean, not that they don't deserve a vacation, but. You know, that's a long trip that they all have to make, and they can't go more than 35 miles an hour or else they'll jump the rails. So, no, I'm kidding. They're going to load them all up onto these, onto another train. They, that, that's basically how they're going to do it. They, there's something they call dollies. They gotta, so they got to get these dollies, and the dollies are like millions of dollars. So they got to spend the dollies to get the trains 
apparently to do the work. He got to get him out to California. He didn't really go into the details on it. But this guy, Brent Cagle, he walks in the door December 1st. The CFO is walking out the door. The CEO was let go. And apparently John Lewis did not tell Brent Cagle about the derailment before he left the position. Yeah, nobody told him. The first, apparently, that Cagle learned of it was when DOT calls him up and says, what are you going to do to fix this? Because, you know, you've been running trains on that line for 10 months since the derailment happened. He said, quote, do I believe staff should have informed me sooner on December 1st? Yes. Would I have liked for them to inform me sooner? Absolutely. This is the problem. This is a pretty big problem. Nobody told the new guy on the uh, when he got in the door, uh, hey, the South Corridor light rail line, uh, yeah, that derailment that happened back in May that we told everybody was just a malfunction, it, it could happen at any moment. So, yeah, to any of these other cars. I kind of feel like this is being um, soft-pedaled a little bit. No? <laughs> I kind of feel like this isn't... Is people aren't treating this as the big deal that it seems to me is. I mean, granted, it did not, you know, the train did not flip over or anything like that. There weren't injuries when it derailed. True enough, we didn't have to set the thing on fire, creating like a mushroom cloud and, and you know, polluting the whole area. So, I mean, that's a positive. Cagle said the derailment was due to a faulty bearing. Nobody was injured. The middle section of the light rail vehicle became detached from the track. I have another soundbite. Hang on. I got another soundbite. Uh, this is, uh, well, yeah, let me do this. I'll get Alan on first. Hello, Alan. Welcome to the program. Hey, Alan. How are we? Hey, I'm uh, I'm doing fine. How are, how are you? Uh, I'm fine. I have yeah. a serious XO, uh, echo. I apologize. Oh, I don't hear anything on mine. If we've got... 42 of these cars, why do we not have a repair department? And number two, if I'm driving a bus with passengers on it, knowing that I have bad wheel bearings, I'm not going to be allowed on the road. It would seem like that would be the obvious, yeah, it would seem like that would be the obvious uh, uh, mitigation, but they say they can run them at 35 miles an hour and then the bearing doesn't get hot. And, or hot enough, and then it won't uh, degrade. But meanwhile, they do have to swap them all out. Yeah, I still think we should have a repair department. Kind of feel, I, I kind of feel the same way. Like why? But uh, apparently, like this isn't warranty work. We're having to pay for it. So yeah, why? Like, is this so specialized? It's got to go all the way to California. First of all, second of all, why would Siemens be located in California of all places? Right? Like, why would you be there? Why wouldn't you be centrally located in the middle of the country? So this way, people if you got to send the stuff back to to their repair facilities, make it easier. I don't know. I appreciate the call, Alan. I like I these are things that cross my mind. Why would you set up shop in California, one of the most expensive places? Well, they are always trying to get new trains in California. So maybe that's it. All right, here's here's Brent Cagle. The axle seized the wheel stopped turning that created the derailment and the cause for that was the failure of the bearing i.e. the bearing um, the seal around the bearing became cracked water entered the bearing and the bearing seized up because it was no longer properly lubricated there you go 
Brent Cagle. Now, <laughs> I'm sure he's learned more about berries than he has ever desired <laughs> to know. Uh, Pete, welcome to the program. Hello, Pete. Hey, Pete. You ever think that this is just one big giant grift? <laughs> well, <laughs> Are we to imagine that there's never been a bearing replaced in that little shed down there on South Boulevard by Clanton Road? I got it. I don't know, man. Like, I, I have a lot of questions. Why does it have? Why does it require? Yeah, taking these trains all the way back to California. There's light rail in Atlanta, D.C., even New York. You, you, it's th- those those cars are the same gauge as railroads. You could just hook them up, pull them behind an engine wherever you need to go. Somebody's getting paid on this. Mm. We need to figure out how to follow the money. Well, all right, so just uh, to pull at that thread, that would probably be, I guess it would have to be, what, Siemens. Um, they, they're getting paid because the work is going to be done there, um, and they're the ones that sold us all the rail cars in the first place, which I would submit they need to come down on the price. We need to beat them up on price a little bit because uh, uh, you sold us some defective cars. Bearings wear out. What's that? Bearings wear out all the time. Are we to imagine that in the 15 years that we've had white rail, there's not been one bearing replaced on the white rail? Apparently not. These bearings, apparently not. These were never replaced. They're like run flats. They were like, you never had to replace them. It was almost like, what was that? The the Dex Cool, remember that GM put in their vehicles and then ate away all of the gaskets in their engines. They thought, oh, you'll never have to change your fluid again, your coolant again. And then it turned out, oh, no, you got to just replace the whole engine. Maybe it's something like that. Then, then we got to sue a maintenance guy for malpractice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got, yeah, I, yeah, I'm with you. Pete, I appreciate the call. Great name, by the way. Love the name. Um, no, this, these are fair questions. Barry, all of these mechanical components wear out. And the, apparently these bearings, they're like, the main bearings, I guess. I don't know. The major bearings, the prime grade A bearings on each of the axles in every one of the cars. So 42 times three. So you're talking like 170 of these that have to be replaced. And they're going to have to send every single train car out to California to do it? Like That just kind of seems like going around an elbow to get to another body part. That's just what it seems like. Maybe I'm wrong. Let me jump over and get some calls on here. Tim, welcome to the show. Hello, Tim. Hey, Pete. How are you doing? Hey, I'm good, man. What's up? Uh, first of all, I like to call BS on this bearing issue. One, that's a lack of maintenance done to these trains. These people riding around at 35 miles an hour is just as bad as them going 45 miles an hour. They're going to run out of grease, and when they do, they're gonna, the bearings are going to lock up. So the first thing they need to do is pull all the trains off. What happens is is that seal is busted, allows water and dirt inside there, causing those bearings to seize up. Mm-hmm. Why, why would they buy trains or purchase trains and not have a maintenance facility to take care of the said trains? Right. I don't know. I, mean, I believe they do have a maintenance facility, but I also, but my understanding is that the 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 nature of this work in order to be completed by Siemens has to be done at 
that facility in California. That's the story. That's what they're saying. Yeah, I, I like I said, I call BS on that. It's like any car or truck out here when you when you prop, do proper service. I own a boat. I service my wheel bearings twice a year. I pull the seals out. I repack the bearings with grease and put the seals in. And if the seals are damaged, I replace the seals. So it, it sounds to me like it's a big scam. Hmm. It sounds like, you know, something's fishy going on here and then have to be transferred all the way out to California. You know, Siemens has to have different plants. I think they even have a place here in Charlotte. <laughs> I believe they so, do. I mean, it doesn't make sense why they, you know, Norfolk's going to send them right up here to Spencer to get their trains worked on. And they want to do the same thing. It's like jacking up a car, pulling off the wheel replacing the wheel bearing in the seal and it's ready to go again. Well no, they have to buy they have to buy or borrow dollies so they can then ship seven or eight at a time. Seven or eight of these trains at a time to California. That's the route that they are going and they're gonna to have to do a modified contract with Siemens so all of the vehicles can be fixed and the cost is uh, uh, twenty four million dollars. Like I said, follow the money because I, I I call BS on that, and they they, they need to pull those trains off the track because it's only a matter of time before before we have multiple derailments. Mm. Tim, I appreciate the call, buddy. Thank you. Take care, Pete. Hi, man. Thank you. Yes, sir. Uh, let me jump over and get Ryan up. Hello, Ryan. Welcome to the show. What's up? Hey, then, Pete. Hey, I'm good. What's up? The guy was just talking about Siemens and Charlotte. I worked there for a year. Um, they only do stator generators, uh, generators, so they can't do anything here. But I've been a 27 pilot, and if we have an airplane that goes squawk, which is uh, no longer airworthy, they bring the parts out, they fly a crew out, they fix it on site, make it airworthy again, and off we go. So why not bring the bearings to Charlotte, bring a maintenance crew, fix it on site? Um, I don't know. I know AOG aircraft are out of out of service. These trains obviously can move at a slower speed, so it's not as important to get it online immediately. But they can bring the bearings, and they can bring a crew, and they can fix it here in Charlotte. Yeah, I I, I do find it a bit odd that that there's only one place in America that can do this work. I got to believe it's the. It, it's because we have a contract with Siemens and this is where they do the work and that's where they're going to demand we get the work serviced. Is it their facility? Logistically, that's insanity. <laughs> I like, tend to agree. Parts, bring the crew. Stick yeah. Here. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I'd be curious to know why there's, why there is this inability to do the work at any other facility closer to Charlotte, even if it's, you know, halfway across the country. Even if you say like there's only one other maintenance facility that can that has the jack that can lift the train cars or something, exactly. like, whatever. I, I don't know. Maybe there is some really technical reason why you got to take it to this one place. But uh, they, they it seems to me like you would have one on the east coast. I was on that went tech, and they jacked the sucker up right there on the ramp and changed the tire. <laughs> so there you go. I mean, like it's not that difficult. Jack the train up, pull the wheels off, change the bearing, and put it back together. Yeah. Of course, if we flood the streets, like my earlier idea, then we don't have a need for trains at all. So, uh, Ryan, I appreciate the call. All right, yeah, thank you. Uh, and Sue is up next. Hello, Sue. Welcome to the show. Hi. 
Well, hi, Pete. I love your show. Thank and you. I love your sense of humor. Oh, thank you. I appreciate um, it. I come from a railroad family. My great grandparents, my grandparents, my dad, my husband, and my son. And uh, um, this is all kind of fishy. But you know, I went to Siemens website to the repair services, and they say repair services are fast and reliable, mm. high quality support in a breakdown, either at your premises <gasps> or uh, at a certified Siemens workshop. So evidently, they have workshops all over that are certified. Just like the guys were saying, you have certified workshops all over for different types of cars. So, and being a railroad brat like I am, um, I learned all about this stuff. And um, it's not wise, if you have some bearings that are getting hot, it's not wise to just fix one wheel. The railroad industry, the freight line rail industry, replaces the entire, it's called a truck, where you have the two mm-hmm. wheels and the axle. And you need to replace all of it because you have this, those have been going the same amount of time, same amount of hours, high speeds, high, high temperatures. And uh, so that's replaced. And you'll see them sometimes on interstates, on, on semi-trucks. They're hauling them all over the country to go to repair centers to do this type of work. No, you're exactly right. They they talked about that. Cagle talked about that last night. About he mentioned the trucks. Uh, so right. th- that that probably is what's occurring as well. They're probably replacing well, the trucks. And my question is: Do they the the rail system here have hot box detectors which detects the heat of those? Uh, like we learned, well, I've learned about this since I was a kid. Was the hot box detectors from the Ohio mess? Right. They had hot box detectors that. Uh, detected the uh, heat of that wheel and and throughout that trip and do they have that here for this rail system you know it's just all there's so many factors uh, but you know it sounds fishy to me Um, I'm I'm from Lincoln, Nebraska I moved here and they have a Kawasaki plant that built all of the rail cars for uh, the replacement of all the subway cars in New York City Hmm. So, you know, there are places all over this country, like someone else mentioned. Yeah. That. Great stuff. Check into things. Sue, I appreciate Pardon? it. Yes, thank you. You are welcome. Have a wonderful day. You too. That's great information. Yeah, the, the, they did mention the trucks last night. As for the, the hot box detection system, it seems like they've got a way, because he said that they can measure the temperature, and he talked about the temperatures, uh, the readings that they got at 45 miles an hour versus 35, which is why they say we're going to cap it at 35, because it doesn't get as hot. So... I don't know whether you believe all of this or not. I am just the messenger here. I make I make no representations about the validity of any of these claims. All right. Are you prepared for a disaster? Do you need some advice? Are you looking for a military surplus that's real? Well, for more than three decades, the answer has been Old Grouch's military surplus in downtown Clyde. It is an old school traditional store. It's got a mix of modern and vintage items. See my friend Tim. He'll hook you up. He gets new stuff in all the time. American made because it's real military surplus. Camo, shirts, hats, customized dog tags, gear. Old Grouch's on Main Street, downtown Clyde, across the street from the anti-aircraft gun. The shop is open Monday through Saturday and all the time at oldgrouch.com. I got a Pete tweet from Jeff who says, Pete, I bet we could get some of your listeners to replace those bearings for a lot less than Siemens would charge. Let's put this out to bid. I agree. (laughs) I agree. Uh, 
Got a message here also from, uh, where is it? Timoteo. Uh, Pete, all those rail cars are going to get sent over to Siemens on Westinghouse Boulevard and then loaded onto trolleys for the trip to California. That's going to be a sight. Ooh, do you think the uh, do you think all of the graffiti taggers, the vandals? Do you think because they always spray paint the trains, and now you got a train on a train? I mean, like that's a target-rich environment. They're not going to be able to help themselves. Right? They, they they will not be able to control the impulse. They will have to spray paint all over the the train. By the way, how come they don't? Do they tag the the, the light rail trains too? Like they tag the freight trains? I've not seen a lot of tagging on the on the light rail line. I'm not sure. Um, so not only do we have this development yesterday at the Charlotte city council meeting last night, we find out that there was a derailment, which, you know, it didn't flip over and then, you know, spilled toxic chemicals everywhere and people weren't injured and all that. But the, the, it, one of the wheels ball bearing or bearing, I guess a ball bearing, I don't know, but it, it seized, it locked up, got too hot, broke down lubrication, uh, got all washed away and it, it locked up. And so then that wheel, and there's like three different sets of them or whatever. There's three bearings on each train car. Um, and so that has to be replaced in every one of the 42 cars. Um, and uh, it, it derailed it, so it just skipped off the track. They called it a malfunction at the time. They called it a malfunction. We found out last night it was a derailment. And I see now... Um, this is a news story. WSOC TV, the interim, uh, interim cats manager. Uh, this is from, yes, yeah, so this is from last night. Uh, they say he, he says that light rail is safe. He's saying that it's safe. Now, some of the audience here n- not on board with that. No pun intended. Um, not believing it because if this is a, I, I got questions too. Like all of the other cars, like ours, that were sold to other municipalities. And systems all over the country, all over the world even. Right? Are these bearings failing on these cars all over the planet? Is this a bigger liability issue for Siemens? Um, oh, and then, of course, we find out that... Uh, right, that a cat's bus collided with a garbage truck. I mean, just, just like really, again, chef's kiss, perfect analogy here. And also, just by coincidence, uh, the Charlotte City Council declared uh, this month to be Brain Injury Awareness Month. So there you go. Who has been in? Who has been in charge? Seriously, I mean, I, like I would say heads need to roll, but like there aren't any more heads at cats. They're all gone. They, they yeah, John Lewis is out. Right the. They don't have a COO. They don't have who got suspended without pay for some reason. Maybe related to this. I don't know. Man, there like there needs to be an accounting, right? There needs to be an accounting for what has occurred here. Um, here's a message from the Hellion. He says, "When I first moved here, the light rail debate was all the rage, and I always wondered if they would be prepared for maintenance, etc." Yeah, that's the thing. Like. This is one of the callers earlier. I think it was Tim, right? It speaks to a lack of maintenance. This this work wasn't being done. Now, was it supposed to have been done and it wasn't being done? Or did maybe Siemens say, you don't ever have to do this work? 
doesn't seem like that would be the case if it's something as like fundamental as bearings. But what do I know? Just a little old radio host. Steve Harrison. I read this at the Ledger, the Charlotte Ledger. Um, but they've got a partnership, I guess, with um, with WFAE, the the NPR affiliate. I used to work there. I'm allowed to. I'm allowed to rib it as much as I want to. Um, but Steve Harrison used to work over at the Charlotte Observer. Now he works over at the uh, the public radio station. And they did a big dive into DWI convictions. Have you heard this? Um, the number of people killed in alcohol-related vehicle crashes in Mecklenburg County has been rising over the last decade, while the number of people convicted of DUI has plummeted by 80%. Alcohol-related crashes go up, DWI convictions go down. Something doesn't make sense here. Is John Lewis in charge of the DA's office? Sorry, is Katz now running the DA? Okay. There were 53 alcohol-related crash deaths in 2020. Um, when you look at convictions for driving while impaired based on population, Mecklenburg County has by far the fewest in the state of North Carolina, by far, it's not even close. Over the last four years, Mecklenburg has averaged 38 convictions per 100,000 people. 38 convictions per 100,000 people. Wake County has four times as many. The state has six times as many per 100,000. So what's going on? In fiscal year 2021, Mecklenburg County had 154 DWI convictions. That was not uh, only the lowest per capita rate, but the lowest in actual numbers of all 41 state judicial districts. So in case you are not aware, our state is divided up by judicial districts. And um, so you can, so they're kind of roughly population size and, you know, can be equal and resources can be allocated. Anyway, it doesn't matter. The point is that when you look at the 41 different districts, we have the lowest per capita rate and the lowest actual number. <laughs> so you've got uh, you've got districts that well, they're, they're like we're the worst. We're the worst. If you are looking to drive drunk and not face any consequences, much like a cat's leadership, um, then this is the place for you. Mecklenburg County is the place to be. While other North Carolina judicial districts were able to begin handling cases in the first year of the pandemic. Mecklenburg County was mostly closed, created a choke point for prosecutors. Um, Chief District Court Judge Elizabeth Trosh said she was following the guidance of former county health director Gibby Harris to stop the spread of COVID and that outbreaks in 2021 hampered plans to reopen sooner. We were just following the science and data. The court closures, while disruptive, did not cause the collapse in convictions, though. The drop is due to several factors, including a decline in DWI arrests. The Mecklenburg County DA's office does not assign prosecutors to work strictly on drunk driving cases, which Wake County does. Across the state, there's been a steady decline in the number of people charged with DWI in the last decade. Now, couple reasons for that ride sharing right that's a possibility there's something more going on here 
So in Mecklenburg County, the number of people arrested for DWI has dropped much more than the state. A 55% decline. So why has, so DWI has been, has been declining, which is good. Don't get me wrong. They're, it's good that you're getting, you know, fewer DWIs if it's because people are not driving drunk as much, right? Like that's a good development. And maybe that's because of the ease of Uber, um, also, the lockdowns and people still haven't, you know, found a need to get out of their sweatpants and uh, and go out and be social. So maybe that's part of it as well. Maybe people are just, you know, drinking less. No, that's not happening. Okay, that's not happening. People are not drinking less. Um, in recent years, there has been a shift away from what's known as proactive policing, such as pulling people over for expired registration or making an improper lane change. And so when you have fewer traffic stops, you have fewer opportunities to find the drunk drivers. The story quotes Mecklenburg Deputy District Attorney Bruce Lilly, who notes that arrests have fallen statewide by 35%, and he points to the courthouse's extended closure during COVID. The DA's office last fall dismissed about 25,000 cases because of a court backlog. It is now looking to dismiss another 100,000 low-level cases. So if you committed crime... Over the last two years in Mecklenburg County, you did it in the right place. Chances are you're not going to get prosecuted. Mecklenburg County has 76 assistant DAs. Wake County has 45. So we have almost twice the number of assistant DAs as Wake County, yet they prosecute, what, four times as many DWIs. But they have a dedicated team that does that. That's all they do. They have four prosecutors assigned specifically to DWIs, and Mecklenburg County doesn't have any. It's not a priority. Okay? It's just not a priority. Um, what else? Oh, um, not only do we get to live in uh, the, the drunk driving capital of, uh, of the state, but we get to pay more for it, for that luxury. I know we're so lucky. And we've got the trains getting derailed and stuff. Oh, it's yeah, it's just bang up work, everybody in the local government. Like I, I, I go away for eight or nine years, not like in prison, it, it, no. But like I, like I'm not covering city council or county commission meetings or cats meetings anymore. I go away for eight or nine years, and I come back, and and this is this is what I return to. What have you guys been doing? Every four years, Mecklenburg County homeowners. Get a reval. Uh-huh. It's revaluation time, everybody, to determine the tax value of our properties. This year is one of those years. Yay. On March 17th, property owners can see their new tax assessments just in time for St. Patrick's Day. So while uh, while overindulging, not having to worry about the DUIs uh, being, uh, being prosecuted, um, you could then open your tax bill and drown your sorrows further. With increases in sale prices across the region in recent years, property assessments have increased an average of 51% in Mecklenburg County. Just in time, right? Just in time for economic calamity, right? Just in time for the recession that's not a recession because we redefined what recession means. Just in time. So we're going to get nailed 
on the increased values of the homes because of the sales prices being superheated. And then the housing market cools. Oh, sorry, but we, we're already in the process of the reval. So uh, I'm sure they won't use it as an opportunity to squeeze some more tax dollars out of us.